Tigers Uncaged. Jesse and Lance talk Tigers and all things WHL with the voice of the Tigers, Tigers players, Tigers alumni, and insiders across the WHL. Here's your host, Jesse and Lance. Devoted to your medicine hat, Tigers. My name is Jesse. As always, we got Lance Dahl. How you doing, buddy? Hanging in there. And the man who just came off the bus, he was in Speedy Creek last night as we are recording the Tigers play-by-play. Gino DePaoli. Hey. Hello, Gino, friends. Gino. How are we today? What time did you get in last night? Uh, we got in at midnight. It's, it's, it's really nice to do the Swift trips because you get that hour back. Yeah, so during this time you feel a lot here. better hey, about yeah. yourself. Yeah. But I did forget my little ring light thing that I have to do in Swift Current, so I did lose something. I did. I did see that uh, you're now an influencer with your ring light. Well, What's the end game with that? Well, chat is like, hey, I need you to do more things. I was like, mm. okay. So now I do a uh, one minute or fifty second hit on chat news nice. with Dan oh, Reinish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, you can check that out if you want. So, so you sacrificed a ring light. Well, I. I well, I didn't sacrifice it. Funny story. Uh, the garage door didn't open in uh, Swift last night on the way out, so a bus couldn't drive in. I left all my crap at right by where the bus. I'm like, oh, the bus will pull up, and then we'll we'll load up. I'll go get some food, and then because we, we ate at the rink, and then I get back and all my stuff's gone. I was like, oh, and Smith, Shane Smith's like, oh, I threw your stuff on the bus. I was like, oh, was how nice, nice of you. Get home to Medicine Hat. I I had a feeling at about. Irvine. I was like, you know what's missing? My ring light. <laughs> I guarantee it. Because I put in like a little cart thing on a top, and it's probably still there in Swift Current. And I asked, I'm like, Smitty. He's like, yeah. I was like, did you grab my little ring light thing? Because you saw it. He's like, no. I'm like, it's in Swift Current. Also, yeah, got a it's brand a new ring place. light. Left for dead in Swift Current. Yeah, Thirty nine bucks down the drain. Yeah, well, uh, it's all right. it was it's a pretty a good deal. I think small sunken cost. Uh, we should say though, the Medicine Hat Tigers, as we are recording this, two game winning streak. Let's go. The third time this year it's happened. Second. Is it second? I thought there was two in like November. Just yeah, but that's the only time we've won two in a row. Oh man, let's go. Well, then I upped it too much, so that's even better. Right, it's right. huge. Things are good. And now we get set for, I, I, I think, it again, this week, I said from the beginning, oh. I think this is one of the biggest weeks, not necessarily make or break for the Medicine Hat Tigers, but I think if, if, you're, that way. if you're talking about a second season and going into the postseason, mm-hmm. this is a week that you have to conquer. Yeah, I, in a big way. I mean, you're playing more games so far this, this season than, than most other teams in the league. You, you are then, that means sacrificing games and, well, or on the outside looking in. So it's not ideal, right? So when you have games, especially with teams that you're kind of battling with, Swift, Calgary in that mix, uh, Regina's going to be in that mix, and they come up in a little while as well. You, you need points against those teams, and preferably regulation points. But if you can, you know, gain one, like the Tigers were able to do uh, in, in Swift, those are big steps forward because – like I said, those teams are going to play those games that they have in hand. They're going to make up a little bit even more ground. And so I, I'm interested, you know, Tigers have, what, 24 games left on their schedule. You know, probably within the middle of February, everything will be pretty close game-wise, yeah. and that's where you'll kind of get that last dash with about 15, 18 games left in the season to see where this team's going to be point-wise. And on the road to getting there, 
like you, you want to rack up some wins now. And then when you're sitting at home watching games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, as you know, the Regina's and the Calgary's and, and Swift are, are making up their games. You, you just pray for their demise and, well, and go from there. That's who do you cheer for is the problem because mm-hmm. this weekend, Swift Kurt's got a three and three they're in Regina and at home to Regina here on Sunday against Matt hat. Do you want to cheer for it? You just hope that, Whoever wins wins outright. Yeah, that is, like you do not a three three points. To be you don't want up. both teams getting points. And I don't know if you want Regina to win or do you want Swift Current to win. I think you want you want to cheer for Regina. Yeah, that's kind of because Swift Current has five thousand games in hand on yeah. everybody in the Western League. Yeah. And they're going to be gassed. You're hoping they're going to get beat up from Connor Bedard. It'll be a absolute. They've sold out the Swift Current Arena for that game. The Iplex is completely sold out. So for when Bedard comes, I believe, on Friday. And then, yeah, they go to Regina, back to Swift, in Med Hat. So you're kind of cheered for the Pats this weekend yeah. a little bit. And that, and then there's Calgary. Look at the win last night as this is being recorded with the Prince George Cougars coming back in regulation yeah. and winning 6-5 to five over Calgary. Yeah, that's a big that's one. It's a gigantic win. That's also that's a big a one gigantic for, the, help. for the Cougars, too. Oh, yeah. Like, we were talking about it on Tuesday that – that second place on in the BC division isn't exactly pretty, <laughs> but it's it's a fight nonetheless. It's right? a participation. Like, I mean, you're going to play a lot against your own division, and if one team in there can kind of separate and and gain some points, I mean they'd be more than happy to do it. But that that was huge for the Tigers because you you prevent Calgary from getting points. That's a team that we've talked about maybe being ahead of schedule a little bit, and they're still playing just as well. And with Swift, kind of looping back to that point with who do you root for? The one thing that I, I maybe consider, and, and I'm going to watch impartially. I don't really care who wins, but if you want to pick a side, there there might be some reason to to root for a team like Swift, just because they do have the games in hand, and they're a team that we're all expecting to be in the playoffs one way or another. Like, I, I don't see them going on a terribly long losing streak. They're too good to be quite. Josh Philman. Yeah. Oh. Philman's been a bright spot. Like Philman's been good. Matt Ward's good. Like Clark Caswell's playing top line minutes. Their blue line's solid. They have a good goaltender in Reed Dick. Like there's just all these pieces that they're not going to miss. And so you you maybe want to root for a team like Swift, knowing that they have the games in hand. They're probably going to win a couple of them. They're going to jump in in points. Whereas Regina, they're closer to in games played. I think Regina's got two or three less than the Tigers, and they don't have the same level of goaltending no. like Swift does. They they don't have the depth that Swift has. They do have Connor Bedard. Yes, they have Stan Svozel. They have a couple guys, right? Um, but they don't necessarily have that same level of depth that, that we've expected from Swift. Yeah, and I think to your point, it's just, is Regina going to fall off enough? Like Because they've, they've walked into Saskatoon, dummied the Blades, 7-4. to four. They might make a rise as well, and... Your favorite team, our favorite Saskatchewan team, the Moose Jaw Warriors, on yeah. a heater again, boys. Yeah. So, like, you know, the more you, one in and, their and last you bring ten. up, you bring up Saskatoon, and we talked about how frustrating Moose Jaw is. Saskatoon may be starting to fall on that a little bit as well, as a team that there there was expectation they'd be good, maybe not this good, because mm-hmm. they were similar to Red Deer and didn't really know where their goaltending yeah. was going to come from. And they were able to to find it early and often from both of their goaltenders, and they've kind of been able to ride this out. But it, it's now frustrating because you see them maybe sliding back to the pack a little bit more. Yeah, 
But when you get off to that good start and you know the pieces are there and you can see it happen, like that's a frustration level in itself for, for what the Blades are kind of going through. It's easier to win games in October and November than it is in February and Definitely. March. Yes. And, that's, and we talked about it. We said early so. on, Tigers had to win those games that they should be winning. Yeah, and then you could, you look back today, you're two points back of Swift for eighth. The game's in hand, take it away. Regina with 44 points. There's two games that's there's there's two games that stick out for me, Vancouver and Victoria at co-op places that's right. in overtime. Yeah, that's right. That that's it right there. You're in a playoff spot if you win those games. Yep. Yeah. yeah I mean, you even, might be onto something. We might be wanting Regina to win these I, these I, games. I'm kind of rooting for Regina a little bit because, but then <laughs> you're going to you're going into the eight seed against Winnipeg. I, I right? think what you want is you want to get that seven seed. I, I believe oh, yeah. that's You just the, want to get out of eight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, it's been done, right? I, to a, It maybe isn't to the same caliber as what the Winnipeg Ice are, but, I mean, last season Vancouver snuck in and, as the eight seed and beat Everett in the first round. That it can unreal. happen. Um, is it likely? No, <laughs> but it can happen. It so can happen. There's, there's a precedence for it, but, yeah, if – if you're the Tigers, I mean, playing simple, you can talk about who you want to win. We just want to get in. Night. You, you, you got to win your own in. games. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. you got to put together a, a bit of a run. They've won three of their last four. You want to stretch that into six of your last eight, eight of ten, if you can. Yeah. Right. You, you need to start piecing together um, a, a bit of a point streak, if nothing else. They got points in six of the last ten. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you're you're starting to see that trend in the right direction, and that that's the encouraging sign is that as this year's gone along, this team on the surface seems to have gotten better. Yes. It's had its highs and lows in their own zone defensively, but uh, I think offensively you're seeing different players step up and stand out and, and get more comfortable. Kay and Lindstrom is, oh, is playing a big role as a center. You, you were talking about, you know, just his responsibilities taking face-offs, let alone what he's doing with points and, and what he's found with Dallin Moline has been great. It's unreal. Those two have just clicked and bonded. If you listen to the uh, – Pre-game show last night, my chat with Willie Desjardins, I just I kind of asked about pairs, and I'm sure he's done it before where he's had a young guy with a with an overager, mm-hmm. and he came in, he talked about Dallin, he's very good friends with Mason Shaw, mm-hmm. and Mason Shaw made a phone call for Mr. Merlin this fall, or this this past summer, and talked to Will, check, talk with Madison Hatt, see if he can get in there, and... And the other thing says he hasn't complained about anything. He said, yeah, he had an ankle injury, but I never heard about it because he didn't <laughs> want to talk about it. Yeah. So Dallin's a really interesting cat. Uh, he's definitely got a little bit of stroke now, as they like to say. And he has made Lindstrom better. And now with Hunter St. Martin, that's been your best line in January. So Lindstrom, or sorry, Moline now in the seven games in January, he's got eight points. Well, we were so, wondering, we said, you know, with Lee out for, we don't know, do we know how long Lee's going to be out? It's... You're, you're at least another two weeks before we even talk about it. And I mean, he's the leading point getter. So we wondered who was going to be able to step up. Would anyone step up mm-hmm. when you lose your number one guy? And I think we saw on Tuesday and what we saw last night, Swift, a lot of members of this team are like, yeah, let's do it. Because you're seeing a lot of different yes. people scoring goals. Malin has been on a tear. And they look great Tuesday night against the Cougars. Yeah, they looked excellent. I And that's the thing. You, these guys now, you look, the 20-year-olds are 20-year-olds. They, they know they're... Their season's over whenever that is, whether it's March or middle of April. There's guys on this team that are either 18, 17, 19 years old. They're playing for jobs. Yeah. yeah. Like you're playing a little desperate. Like you, not trying to say you're playing selfish, but you're playing a, you got to take care of yourself. 
you got to make sure you're not a, what about this guy? Should we move him? Should we drop him? Whatever. No, you got to take yourself out of those conversations. I think you're seeing that with a lot of players and especially the O3s. He looked at Bogdan's hot ass last night, was outstanding. It also scared me a couple of times with the pinches that he took. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> um, it led to that odd man rush for Josh Fluker and scored. And you look back to that game at, Back at Lanco's got some runs, got run support for the first time this year in the last and two I mean, games. I, I don't want was the last Beckett, time he got those. But I mean, these last two games, I think we've seen the best Beckett. I mean, you take away, I think there was one against, was it Calgary, that he really stepped up? He was and really we were like, good on December 2nd, yes. But I mean, Tuesday had a lot of, well, a couple saves that he probably shouldn't have made. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he saved him. And I mean, even last night, he I think he got saved of the night against Swift Yes, Currents. he did. WHL giving Tiger a little recognition. It's funny because they gave him that save of the night. He did an even better save against Winnipeg. No, no, right, nothing yeah. there. No. Well, even and that one Tuesday, he went from post to post and he's sprawling yeah. as well. Like, he's working on his splits this well, game. <laughs> and the save that wasn't the save of the night was when the Tigers were on the power play in the second. They're down 2-1 at this point. Or sorry, yes, two one, and Caleb Boyer Rostock, the Madison Hat kid playing for Swift, picks the man's pocket, cutting in on a at, at the hash, an incredible save coming out to challenge shorthanded. Lanco makes a save, back up ice they go, quick shot from the point, Bane banks home a rebound. It's two two. Yeah, right there, you give up a shorthanded goal, you may not win that game. No, you're you may not even thinking about a two game winning streak yeah. again. If it wasn't for him in that game, and I, I try not to talk to him a lot, but you know he he always comes over, gives you a little nudge. He, he come let it's like working with a a, a a dog you haven't seen in a long time. Let him come to you. Right. <laughs> not, don't go to the dog first. Right. I'm not saying that Beckett Lanco's a dog or anything like that, but he he. But I mean, these kids want to win, right? And they're, they're really passionate in this. Whether they win or lose, they want to make sure, like you said, they're playing for jobs. Willie's always been that way. If you can show me you can win and you want to win and you're part of the team, safe bet you're going to be back next year. Who's an 03 next year? As a 20 year old, back at Lanco is. Yeah. He needs to play his best hockey right now. Yeah, he yeah, he's. Uh, you have to. He's on his way. You have to feel good for for Beckett right now, considering. You know, parts of last season probably weren't what he wanted. Um, there was a good start to the season, and then he just couldn't really find that from uh, the really third way through the season on. And there's been highs and lows this season, but it's it's interesting that every time he comes back from a break, you can tell the resets do him well because he just mm-hmm. gets a lot quiet in that he, he settles back in. And I think that's a big key is that now you, you've started to see – the success come with Evan May, so he feels a little bit better in that. Yes, and 100%. Once you start getting a, a couple wins, you, you can run your tandem properly, and you can run both out and feel good about who's in between the pipes and that you're going to have a chance to win. And, and that's a big thing across the Western Hockey League and just hockey in general. Like, there, There's no goaltenders that are playing in the National League 60, 65 games. Like, the, there's, there's tandems, I mean, outside of a handful – that are probably playing 45 to 50 games. And so when you have a two-third split on your season, you, you need your both goaltenders to be going. You need both guys to give you a chance to win. Well, and, and there's no more Marty Brodeurs playing, what, no. 79 games or something it like that? It just doesn't happen. Right? One year, one year Brodeur played like 79 games mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. No, you're not getting that anymore. <laughs> no, impossible. You're, you're, you're breaking yourself down, and, and that's what, what what happened to Beckett after a game. He that game where Evan May got his first win in Edmonton, he was hurt, and maybe it was a little exhaustion because there wasn't confidence there. But 
Evan May didn't have his best game, and Brandon got to win. You right. need a couple of those once in a while. He deserves a couple of those, and I'm curious how they'll manage the workload this weekend. They're going to have a couple of days off. I think you go back to Beckett on Friday, and anything else, if you beat Calgary, I think you go May on Sunday and just give. Well, I'm glad Lank you asked because I was going to bring that up in our favorite little game <laughs> called "Who Starts This Weekend." Because That's my scenario. How that game, works only. That is my I, scenario. I wonder if they save Beckett for Sunday against Swift. Okay, okay, because Evan May has played against Calgary, played right. well. Play well enough. I just, I wonder, with the back-to-back and then the back-to-back, I wonder if you're going to overdo it with Beckett. So if mm. you're going to put May in, do you put him Saturday night against Calgary? Because you really, you're looking at that, because you're chasing both teams, but I mean, right. you're closer to uh, the Broncos. You really want that game. Yeah. Do you put Beckett, do you save it for that one, or do you change it up? Do you put Beckett against Calgary, which he did earlier this year, play his best game against Calgary, that- and then you get May against a tired Broncos team. That's kind of why I – and it, it'll all come down to that game against Calgary on Saturday. If you win that game, do be my guest. Do whatever you want. Play whoever the next day. But you're going to have a full week off, which hasn't happened much in the last little while, before you go on a Saturday to Moose Jaw yep. and then Sunday against Connor Bedard against Regina. Now, that that's where your next workload comes in because Beckett Lanko really good against Moose Jaw. Sunday against Connor Bedard – and the Regina Pats. Oh, you're coughing again? Got, got a fit coming <laughs> yeah, here. Got a cough fit coming. And um, at, at that point, on a tight turnaround where you're going to have Regina on a Sunday afternoon at four, you re- like this weekend of management's going to be really important. Do you put Evan May against the Pats? I don't. I don't, no, know. I don't know on that one either. Like I, I know I'm, look, I know I'm looking two weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. No, but there is but a this science weekend, to it. This weekend. Sets the table for it, does yep. it not? Yep. That's why I think it's Lanco, fr- Lanco Saturday and May Sunday. It could be because you're right. I, and, and I mean, have no inside track no, on this. No, either. we're just, we're playing fantasy Willie. We're just trying to be Willie Desjardins and try right. and think in the mind of that. Fun world. But I mean, Broncos are going to come in Sunday and they're going to be dead tired. I I, I mean, they're so, going to yeah. it's going to be a dogfight regardless. Better, Better be tired. <laughs> So I think that you would probably play Evan May. Again, maybe I, right. I gotta maybe. be honest. I couldn't be the least bit concerned right now. I just like how I, I agree with that. I, I, I agree with that statement more I, than I, I like the conversation, and it's not to poo poo on it, but it's just more. Now you're at a point where you can run both goalies. Of course you like, can. Like there, there was a time where you could see that there was fatigue in Beckett Lanco, but Evan May was just simply not getting wins, and for whatever fault that might have been. He he would play well enough and wouldn't get run support, or he would get run support and give up too many. Like there, yeah. there was just a lot of things that were happening, and you weren't getting wins from both of your goaltenders, and that's when you start to wonder, okay, like where can we try and massage a guy into the lineup? And that's really the biggest thing with goaltender duos. If if one's having a bit of a struggle, and you have another that you you feel like you can get in, that's where the problem becomes, and that's why the conversations then get a little bit more interesting because you're trying to find a spot for that goaltender who's maybe struggling a little bit to find his footing. I think now you're at a point where you don't have a goaltender in Mayor Lanco that hasn't found their footing. They're, they're firmly entrenched in what they're doing. They both look good. Um, yep. If you like whatever decisions made on however, it, it might even come down to, okay, who had a better sleep Saturday morning? Like <laughs> who's more rested, right? Like, it, it, it could be the next two days of practice, and I think whatever you, they do, you're probably going to see both goaltenders this weekend. I would imagine you're going to get one one day, one the other, and both are going to give a pretty equal chance to win. 
I think you almost have to go one of each. It doesn't yeah. matter what game. But now that the run support's there, sky's the limit for who you put in that. Yeah, it's just like they, they both look good. Yeah. Like they, yes. Like Lanco looks more confident. Evan May has, has a bit more confidence to him. And like back to, to Brandon when May, you know, allowed what? It was three on 23, I think, or something like that. Yeah, and two out of three were a little on the yikes department. Yeah, and you're not going to love that. And, and he can, said that himself when I interviewed him on Tuesday. He said, I didn't play very well, and my team bailed me out, which. But that's the big the thing, way. right? Like now you're getting on the bus and knowing that as a goaltender you had a C C plus effort, and your team got two points. That that's a, a, a bit of a motivator. That's where you can start to build a bit and, and suddenly feel better that you don't have to put up 35 saves, allow one goal, and hope that your team is able to score two. Yeah. And for for stretches with Evan May, he almost had to feel that way because it, it felt like no matter what he did, how good he was, he wasn't getting a win. Right? There was so many. Two one games that he that he was on the hook for, that that starts to mess with you. But now you're you're playing pretty free as as either goaltender. So I would assume it was a huge weight lifted off his shoulders when he got that dub. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though he oh, knew that time. he let like the three goals in. I mean, he must have just had a huge sigh of relief. Like, finally, okay. Yeah, freeze you up and yeah. two in a row on yeah. that at that point. And I, I lost my train of thought a little bit there, but he he, he was he just went back to that point of like. Finally got the, the like he finally got some help and actually the rallying cry for this Tiger team and two uh, sorry two of their or sorry two of their last five games now going back to that Brandon weekend they're down three times and they came back three times and won I don't know what I sound like today but I don't know. I you hope sound, it sounds really you good you sound like a podcast. jazz like right. yeah. yeah it's it's good I don't yeah, know if I should it keep it that here. way like jazz radio but, bring it down. excuse me yeah. fight off a of fit there yeah fight and. Off. The game last night in Swift, you're down two one. It just it looked like yeah, you're down one, but you're just like here we go again, right? You ra- you rattle off two goals in a row, and you take a two goal lead going to the third. There's some resiliency now, and there's a you know that comment on the bench where all right, we'll get it on this next one, or let let's go. Like there's not the extra banging of the sticks or kicking the kicking the bench when you're getting off because you're frustrated. It's like no, we got this. There's a we got this moment now yeah. that I've noticed in the last couple of weeks for this team. You even see that yesterday. You, yep. You talk about being down two one, but they were also up two heading into the third. Yeah. And you bottle that, uh, but you find a way to kind of keep keep your your cool as much as you can because there's penalties all over the place, a late oh. power play in overtime for the Tigers. Like there was opportunity, and and that's where junior hockey's so great because you start riding the roller coaster a bit, right? And it's trying to level the highs and lows. And for a while, the Tigers were riding the highs, and they were quite high, and the lows were quite low. And it's hard to find that middle ground. But you know, they're they're learning how to how to stay in that pocket, not getting too high, not getting too low. Like you, you want to be excited and, and celebrate goals, but you you can't be crumbled either by by letting in a couple. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a nice bit of resilience from the Tigers last night to, to keep their heads in it. And I, I mean, it's, it, it was basically a carbon copy when Swift was here, you know, four, two turned into four, four, and then it was jam done for, for the Broncos. That script was basically playing out in Swift current last night. And that the, the result didn't end up being the same. And it was very vocal on the bench. And who was a leader in that? Dallin Moline. Mm-hmm. He has been terrific in a mm-hmm. leadership role this year. 
That's I'll important. Leave, I'll leave it that. I'll leave it at that before I say something stupid. And I mean, what was off. the vibe like afterwards on that uh, that bus trip? Because I can't imagine. I mean, shootouts to me in general are just so nerve wracking. Oh, mm-hmm. And I mean, to go into the sixth round of the shootout, clutch blocker saves by Beckett Lanco. Yeah. I I look at the lineup card. I'm thinking, and I don't say doom and gloom on the radio. I never did do that. At least I, unless I roll back the tape. But all right, Josh Fell is going to go first. Like. This is probably a bingo. Uh-huh. Uh, and then back the other way, Badger Bash. I'm like, okay, two for two in shootouts. And you're missing Lee, right. who's who's perfect in shootouts. And also Oasis Wise, but I got a misconduct. He also had the big goals. I'm like, okay, who's going to step up here in a skills comp? Yeah, it is. But guess what? That's the rules, fellas. Andrew Bash's goal was outstanding. Clutch Tomas Mercik on a back. Like, that was that was a pretty ballsy gamer I'm going backhand shelf and because mm-hmm. Joey Rocha stayed with him the whole time. I th- I thought Rocha was gonna, like usually you try and slide that under five hole, but he goes top shelf glove. I was like, okay, we got something here. And Wire Rostock had a good one, and and then Braden Babe, yeah. we know where he's going. Right? Yeah, hey, doll up the low glove, would you? And bang, snap that one it in. Through. It was uh, Cade Lindstrom rang the post. Hot ass had Rocha beat, but. I don't know what he did on his shot. He shot it up to the moon yeah. on that drive. But I'd like to see the Tigers start stringing together, you know, a decent amount of wins, so that teams stop thinking they can just feed them the backup goaltenders. Yeah. No offense to Joey Rocha, he was good last night. He's not Reed Dick. No. And but and Prince George team, did the same thing. Teams have been doing this uh, to the Tigers. Prince George is kind of a tandem. I wouldn't say Tyler, t- Tyler Brennan's the one. Is, Ty, I, Ty I guess Ty Young's yeah. numbers are good. Yeah. And they're even but better than Brennan, but Brennan's It was Brennan's a different game when Brennan came in. Yeah, Brennan comes in, and you he see why yeah. why he Tyler Brennan clutch. was you know considered for a World Junior spot. Like Tyler Brennan is is their top goaltender. Yeah. But the Tigers got faced this last year, and they're still seeing it this year, where teams see the Tigers on the schedule and they throw the backup goaltender in. And I I, I want to see this team start to punish yeah. the opposition more for doing that. Yeah. Because it, it's a mentality thing, right? And I love seeing this team. Start putting those wins together against backups because it's like, okay, like bring on Braden Peters. Yeah, stop, stop feeding me Buenaventura. That was an interesting one because Buenaventura started again last. I th- Peters has got to be hurt, so you, we might see Ethan Buenaventura mm-hmm. again for the for the hit. But man. I mean, when all things are healthy, like teams have been feeding the Tigers backups. Yeah, that's I that's agree. how they're matching up, You're, and I understand and that's, that's what they got to yeah. do, and it's their end too. But it, it's partly. For the Tigers, you want to get out of it being that matchup on the schedule when you look two yes. weeks down the road as, okay, that's where we're going to throw our backup in. You want to be that team that's facing top goaltenders. Yep. Like, when they take on top goaltenders, Connor Unger in particular, like Connor Unger's glove has probably never recovered since he got <laughs> beat every single shot on that side in Moose Jaw. Oh, man. Like, but, but they can beat top yes, goaltenders. Yes, they can. Yep. They've done it before. You they, know what I mean? They yep. beat, uh, you know what? They, they beat, uh, what's his name in... Um uh, Thomas Suhanik in um, in Tri City, of course, who was always one of those, you know, one of the top one of the top goaltender of the world juniors. They've they've beaten some number ones this year. It has happened. And Give me more of them. Yes. Stop throwing your backups in. That's what Lance Dahl That's wants. What I want. I uh, want. If it gets us on a run, he I'll wants take to the expand. First. He wants Bjarnason's to expand right my gear. Did did because did they not play Bjarnason as a top goaltender example? I remember him Brand or it was here when Brandon swung through. Bjarnason started and they played well against Bjarnason as well. Yes, like so. There's this team, like they they can beat the better yeah. the top goaltenders. 
it's just a matter of like getting themselves into that spot where you, you know oppositions they build their matchups two weeks out and say okay yeah we're we're gonna need our top guy going against yeah. the Tigers. I, I look forward to that happening, and, and I see it on the horizon. It's coming. Tigers are gonna go on a little run. It all starts. Uh, well, we're gonna hopefully get that three game win streak Saturday night. Calgary Hitman five and five in their last ten. We have beat them before. They've beaten us before. I think it's a two one series yeah, for Calgary. Yep. Who's the guy to watch in Calgary? Uh, because they're a young team too, right? Well, they're they, young? younger. Yeah. They've got a nice mix: Riley Fiddler, Schultz, and Sean Chagall. Oh, yeah, Fiddler Schultz still around. God, he's, he's one, one of the guy. best. He's, like one he's, the be- he's one of the best. He's one of the best twenty-year-olds in the West. You did Josh Williams all over you. Get the say, hell out already! Been in the league for thirty <laughs> years. Jesus, I know. That right? was like, yeah. Well, for Calgary, they've got a they've got an interesting team. Like Tyson Galloway's a guy to watch. Uh, St. Louis Blues pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graydon Seatman on the back. Their their D are actually surprisingly good. And their depth to their Carson Wetch is another guy to kind of watch for. Who are you going to get in goal? If it, I might be Bonaventura again, unless Braden Peters is not coming back. Cause yeah, assuming there's health. There's got to be a health thing there because I figured you'd have Braden. The Hitman need wins too. Yeah, they like, do. Yeah, I know they're you're in third place, but you need wins to stay there. Yeah, and. I think we obviously Lance also wants to have more goalies come in so we can expand our rate the gear segment, right. rate, yeah. rate my gear segment on. It's and becoming games. a hit segment. Feel free to uh, <laughs> to sponsor it if anyone has sponsorship money. What does it cost? Couldn't tell you. No, I idea. don't make those decisions. Just give Lance uh, some popcorn and that's we'll, right. We'll get it on there. Yeah, that's you. right. But uh, rate my gear is going to sweep the nation next it's, year. It's Man, a pretty sure it's at fifty-one shots thing. against Calgary. Well, they were down yeah. in that game. What five four? Was it a 5 4? Something like that. Yeah. Like it they was, were down when I signed off in Swift Current last night. Defense was optional. Let's put it that way. Yes. At, but that's the thing. Like I look back at that and the Hitman style of play, they kind of could go either direction. Like mm-hmm. they can lock down, but they freelance it a lot and it's cost them. Like they did that against the Tigers in that game against the Saddle Dome. And it came to that sharp angle Brendan Lee shot on the power play to, to win it out. But. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued yeah. by this weekend's matchups. Uh, I apologize. Mm. I got caught up with stats. Rate my gear. Who's had the best gear so far? Oh, who has? Carson Bjarnason. Bjarnason, I think, was a third. It was an 8.3. It was a different style, but he has a great mask. So yeah. We haven't factored in masks in any of Rate My Gear. That's not really fair. Yeah, they don't get audibly factored in. They're in there. But, you know, it's we, we, we can't fairly judge a good mask because so much of the details right in the in the yeah, final really and the story behind it. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into it. So I think you take that little press pass of yours, you go into the visiting uh, hey, let me dressing your room mask. and you're like, Listen, we're about to go on, we're doing something called rate my gear. Where's that mask? Hey, at? show me your mask. Show like, me your mask. Here's my generic white CCM. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I, I do know, I know. do love that. That the Beckett Lanco special for a while. Yeah. Well he's got a new mask. He does, uh, yeah. Stay tuned for that on Tigers Tigers too with our our Tigers TV that we do with the with the Tigers coming up. How many times can I say Tigers that fast? No, no, so, you're so. slipping it in pretty I good. Know. It was nice, but yeah, Carson Bjarnason has an eight point three out of okay. ten. So that's the guy to beat. And the, the eight. Who was the Figured. eight? Yeah, <laughs> Ethan Bonaventura actually has an eight. Bonaventura was nice. He had good gear. Yeah, uh, Reed Dick. We dropped from an eight to a seven point eight. Oh, poor Dick. He had um. Yeah. He yeah. had Felix Potfan like pads oh, uh, from the from the ninety four <laughs> from the ninety four Maple Leafs. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. To yeah, I give him that. a ten. You would have given him an eleven. Yeah, yeah. But I am notoriously a bit of a harder marker. Yeah, you were on. Uh, you know, on a couple of those judges, I was like, yeah. Oh man, he went low there. I, 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 he's definitely the. Uh, listen, I, I believe that if you see a high score, like it should be something you don't see very often. Yep. 
when we rated Bjarnason's, it was just, I think it was because he was making all those great saves and how the puck was bouncing off the equipment. It was too. truly springing. Yeah. He probably didn't love it because there was rebounds It's probably newer pads. Yeah. And, yeah they were like, they're out. tidy. <laughs> yeah, they were stiff. a tidy. And a little was, stiff. He, I don't know. I liked his gear, and he's the well, best goal in the Western Hockey Great my gear coming this weekend. Yeah. Big, big two, weekend for the two Tigers. Two rate Two of them. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, because we got to get out of here, uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to the game day experience at Co-op Place, our yeah. friends at Co-op Place. They've yeah. kind of changed yes! some stuff around. So the excited. The Tigers Den Lounge. Is back. I gotta be honest. I was I was so confused. Tuesday uh, was the <laughs> first game that you know Tigers Den Lounge existed, and I saw you doing your pregame opening from a new spot. I had to do a double take because typically, like we'll be you know doing our pregame show while you're up there, and so I look up and we I just kind of see on. where you're at. Yeah. And and I looked up and I looked down. I was like, wait, well, where was that? And I looked up again. And I was like, oh right, new yeah. Tigers Den Lounge. I'm a big fan, and I hope we can continue to do them at the Tigers Den Lounge as long as there's not uh, a sponsor. Because if there's a sponsor, we want to hang out with the sponsor, the game day sponsor. Of course. But I mean, to walk up and down the concourse when there's nothing really going on, I feel like we should be in the Den Lounge. Yeah, get in the lounge. But it's painted up. It looks they nice. had the popcorn tiger? there. They had pizza. They got. Did beer. they do the elevator going down? Yeah, too? yeah. It's got it on the inside. It's got Tiger's Den and like a scratch mark and like a, and like the pause where you follow y- the pause yeah. to get into yes. the lounge. Because they, for the longest time, Tiger fans didn't even know that they were allowed in that little corner. Yes, right, yeah, and yeah. come party with us. And there's so many of the the vendors, the bartenders are there, like twiddling their thumbs, like. Can you tell people they can get a beer down there? Did and they do the stairs as well? Or uh, is I don't, I don't the think they've stairs, done the stairs. They did not. The elevator, it's labeled Tiger's Den Lounge, and they I also have the yeah. sweet tag on there. And you open the door, it has like an older picture. It looks really, it's really well done by Co-op Place. They did a great job. And the reason why people didn't go there is because when it first opened up, that mm-hmm. was supposed to be the only place for the club seaters. Oh, oh, when they're like in the fancy pillow, you were only allowed there. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong. If I am, I that was right. So then people were like, "Well, we don't have those tickets. We're not able to go." Right. And I think that didn't last very long because they realized people weren't going. Right, right. right. And yeah. no one really made mention where, hey, anyone can show up. And that's even now. You can bring the kiddos down there yeah. if you want to get them a pizza while you have a beer in the intermission. Yes. But kudos for them doing that because it looks really good. Yeah, it did look good. Well, and there's some ideas being thrown around that I won't bring up on this podcast. But, I mean, but there's there's stuff that's moved. I, I like the fact that they moved swirls because now yes, that it's gigantic. Yes, it's a log jam over there. That lo- yeah, that log jam is I just don't middle. pay attention. Where's swirls now? Swirls is now right uh, up the above. the far end now. you got to walk to earn your ice cream oh, from the front That's probably door. for the best. It's yeah, for okay. the best. Okay. It, it should be there. I like and that. Uh, I should say, shout out to the Tiger fans that had my back on social media. For <laughs> I was going to say, keep bit. it down over there. Yeah. Listen, I wasn't. <laughs> the only reason I responded to this, and I'm not going to out the lady because she seems really nice, and I don't think she meant for it to go like this. Oh, no, but it, it generates a conversation, and she's not the only one who says it. No, but she went on social media, and she said, the game was good, but Jesse and the music ruined it or something like it was that. too loud. And I was going to let it fly. And I was be like, listen, you're just... Sure, you're probably the ticked-off, tickle-pink lady who wrote in on that. <laughs> right. But then uh-huh. I went back, and I saw every post that Troy and the Tigers crew, that game, posted, you know, updates. Yeah. Here's what the score is after one. Here's what after two. Mm-hmm. Here's our Tigers in two. This lady commented on every single post. Yeah. My ears hurt. Jesse's too loud. Jesse's too loud. Jesse, like, every Music's too post. loud. So then I had to say, listen, I'm sorry. Blame it on the energy drink that I had beforehand. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it nine years. I don't think they they know where my volume is to turn it up or turn it down. So I've been the constant same volume <laughs> right. for the past nine years. Right, facts. It's unfortunate, but the fans that are in there, the loud ones are loud, and I love them for it. Yeah, There are some that go in there just to watch the game. So I think the whole environment 
is quieter than it usually is. There, uh, there was comments about like the old arena being sold out. I remember that, but it was very loud in the old arena. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I feel, I feel like I, I failed myself as a hockey aficionado not going to a game in the old arena. I never went. You to missed one. out. I missed yeah, out on you a lot. Miss of, out. I'm going to say something to the the fans that complain about you. <laughs> and <laughs> this will be good. And, you're from Madison Hat, born and raised, yeah. correct? Yeah. Why are you riding this on your own, guys? You love this team. You're mm-hmm. from here. You want to be a part of this community. And that not that what hockey and all these events that happen in this city are a part of? Why are you getting on top of somebody that's from here? You see them potentially every day in the grocery store. You never know. They might follow you here. Stop riding local people here. That There's a huge problem with that, and it drives me insane. People can thing, rip yeah. me all they want. I'm not from here. I don't know the story. But when they get on guys like you, I don't think they get on guys like you because, I don't know, Regan uh, Bartel I, really loves you right uh, now. Apparently, yeah. So, Thanks, but, yeah. These are our people are from here. Don't chase them out because once they're gone, they never come back. And yep. I will say that that's not the the reason. But I've you're had, the best hype man in the freaking. I've league. had thoughts about how much longer I, I have with this. Like, <laughs> I, listen, I don't want to be in my 40s, 45, and still you will be dead screaming. Well, to to be honest, let's like pull the curtain back. We've had what the last two off seasons of conversations. And you're like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, ah, yeah. When the season rolls around, you'll be in. One like, more oh. year. Usually at the end of the year, I, I kind of not not to panic anyone but i'm like well i think we had a good run yeah and i just i, I never know i take it year by year you're kids also are busy getting... with kids and work and all you're, that you're gonna have to train your your kids to take over and for you, you know what my daughter probably will take over when i'm done yeah but probably she is hired but yeah, i just yeah. I, uh, it's already done it's like she has her first shit. job yeah. the reason why i think that i'm i'm in and i appreciate the kind words but i that i've been labeled as as good as i am and i i think clayton in saskatoon is the same way mm. he's very good at what he does mm. in hyping is because we're local, and it's because we we grew up with this team. Yeah. We want to see this team succeed. That's right. I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it because I want to be on that ice level with everyone else when we win the championship. Yeah, I was 100%. in the stands when I saw it the first time. Now I want to be a part of the team and win. So, yeah, on those close games, I'm going to be a little bit louder because I want to win. I will say after all of that, which is true, and I can echo the sentiments that, uh, that you're the GOAT, but uh, I don't know that it, it, it's not – it's not a personal thing <laughs> in, in the comments that come through. It's, it's just the overall, I, I feel, comments from, from fans who have a complaint around the sound. It's always just been over the, how loud it is. Yeah. And, and I've always been equating it, and I've done so again. I, it's honestly kind of wild to me that we, we have a conversation about going to a hockey game and it's loud, but... <laughs> It's neither here nor there. Like, like if you ever want to, like ha- I'm thinking of my dad right now. That's like, too loud. It's, like, oh my god, that's crazy to me. Like, <laughs> if you if you wanted to see loud, I mean, my my grandfather, bless his soul, when he was alive, was loudest person, and that was for Pee Wee House League. So, like, like yeah. I, I've heard loud, um, but th- there's really, it, it's like going to a movie theater. And I told you this, Jesse. Like, going to a movie theater and being mad that it smells like popcorn. Like, yeah. I mean, what do you what did you expect? Like, you're not going to a funeral. You're not going to a morgue. You're you're going to a hockey game, a sporting event for three hours. You're going to have a little bit of fun. It's going to be a little bit louder because that's just the general nature. That's like going to a bar and being upset they serve alcohol. Like, you know what I mean? All these things that kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, 
and, and, and I don't it, mean it's part of the experience. Back, but I mean, sit home and listen to Gino. No, and, and yeah, listen to me. Like but, maybe not this week because I've sound so horrible. Like but. I'm not, I'm not in that camp, and I understand that that for for some maybe it it is too much. But if we start to embrace that aspect and we embrace, you know, the atmosphere that gets generated out of it, you're gonna see instead of two thousand people on a Tuesday, you might see three. And then that turns into 45 on the weekend. Yes. Like, let's not forget, when this place first opened, it was around 4,000 each and every night, no matter what the night was, that were inside co-op place. And and that 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 time can come back. And maybe over the course of time, there's been some slippage in, in you know, whatever it might be from, we, we want to make sure everyone's happy. And so we're going to turn the sound down, and we're going to do this, that, and the other thing, and maybe not have as much fill. We want to make sure that our, yeah. our business partners are happy, whatever it might be. There's a lot of people that you need to please. And at the end of the day, you can't please everybody. No. But one thing that you can do is create a good atmosphere, and that starts with making sure that your game day looks and sounds good, which I think Tuesday was great. I think over the weekend was really good. Things are trending in the right direction, and that's a credit to you, Gino, as well as Troy and Beth and the entire team that puts that together. Yep. But there's also just the fan experience, and they got to come in and, and want to have a little bit of fun as well, right? And I think there's a good base of people that want to come in and have a lot of fun at co-op place night in and night out, and it's just a matter of embracing it. That's well said. I, I didn't know if you want to jump in on that or, or close things out, but sporting events themselves, yeah, it, it's always funny. I get a great quote from I'll I'll, I'll just quote him as the landlord. Mm-hmm. Canadian hockey fans sometimes are the worst because we, we 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 expect so much when you go. We're hypercritical. We're hypercritical of everything, but sporting events now, unless it's major, and I, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on air or off there, the game day experience is not the game itself anymore. What's happening? Because our our attention spans are absolutely god awful, and it's only going to get <laughs> yeah. worse. Yeah, they are. You need to be entertained. You look at models of other sports, the Sa- the Saskatchewan Rush and the Calgary Roughnecks, and mm-hmm. it, it's not. If you if you remember the score from a Roughnecks game in Calgary, and I maybe like, well, we're not lacrosse people, but that's fine. If you remember the score of the game in a lacrosse game. You did it wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, to an extent, and, and to an extent, I would love to see some of that here in Matt Hat because time it's twenty three dollar ticket. Like you should get twenty three dollars worth of entertainment, whether you like the game or not. Yes, you right. need something to come back for the next one. Yes, and there's a different theme here. So no, that's that's a good point. That's too. all. Getting, I, you it's, bang for your buck, right? It's entertainment. Yeah. Is the fr- it's I, I, sports entertainment. <laughs> I yes, mean to say yeah. it like that. So I want to make sure that you have a great time and you you enjoyed your your time at co-op plays, win or lose. That's right. My job That's is right. not to inform on broadcast, although it's part of it. My job is to entertain you. If yeah. I can't keep you for sixty minutes, I've kind of failed at my job. Mm-hmm. If you shut it off and don't like it, well, sorry. But my job is to entertain first. I will also inform you. Listen, but entertainment. I we are entertainers. We are. And you're spending your money. We want to make sure you're having a great time. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you do this weekend. Yes. Uh, Lance, well said, man. That's how we're going to end it. And we can't wait to see you down at Co-op Place. A big weekend for the Tigers. Calgary Hitman. Uh, the Swift Current Broncos yet again. I'm getting quite sick of the Broncos. Reminder, the Broncos Sunday. It's not on Sunday. Your, not Sunday. Not on your pocket schedules. Yeah, it's not on your not schedules. Not on your magnets. Sunday, 4 o'clock. Bring the family because I've talked to a lot of dads. They're like, man, I want to bring the kids, but... 
They're a little bit younger. Don't think we're going to get yeah. the whole game. Four o'clock, you'll get the whole Sunday, game. Sunday, four man. o'clock. That's just, it's so perfect. The Connor Bedard's here in February love, on a I Sunday love. at four. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure right. we're pushing tickets because if yeah. we sell that out, Gino's waxing himself. Well, both, both games. Both games. We got to beat Lethbridge's total attendance because they've sold out both. Well, let's take games. a game at a time. Yeah. One yeah. game at a time. Let's start with February 5. It's down to, I think, single tickets in the lower bowl. So my guess is the second level will get opened up here. And I challenge you to do it because, you know what? I don't know where we're going to do this waxing if it happens. I'm guessing we'll do it in, like, the Tiger's weight room or something. We'll bring you yeah, guys I'll in. Figure yes. it out. Do we know anybody that can actually would be willing to? This is a lot of wax. You might lose money on this. <laughs> to do. I didn't Someone think about sort the other out. day. Yeah, yeah. Is there anybody that wants to supply the wax? You we'll, know what? <laughs> we'll write the checks first and then worry about the money yeah, after type later, deal, yeah. right? I right. uh, appreciate you as always for listening. We'll see you next week. We'll see you at Co-op Place. This has been Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Thanks to all of our show contributors. Thank you for your help. Be looking for a new Tigers Uncaged podcast every week during hockey season. 